everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kaiju Carnage. I am your host, Cal the Kaiju Guy. So, what's up everybody on this fine Friday evening? Because I'm having to record and post my episodes on Fridays for the last, well, few weeks or so. Because I'm having to work on Saturdays, on which I am, no I am normally off. And I will be doing so again tomorrow at the time of this recording and possibly the Saturday after that. And then things will go back to normal and I will start recording and posting things on Saturday mornings. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm sure my international listeners just love that <laughs> I've been posting on Friday evenings now because it may be Friday evening here. But it's in the morning over there, and you guys are pretty much getting the episode a little, a little bit earlier. So, there's that. Um, but today, I'm talking about a film, a cult classic, a favorite amongst kaiju fans, and fans of this genre, and all of that. It is the first entry in the Heisei era of Gamera films, Gamera, the Guardian of the Universe, that came out in 1995. Now, my experience with this film, um, I own the complete Gamera collection on Blu-ray that was released by Arrow Video, and before that, I had found in Walmart the Gamera collection which had all of the Showa-era films as well as the Heisei-era films, but it did not have uh, Gamera the Brave that came out in 2006. That was the only one that I did not have. And I watched a few of the Showa-era. I got this collection years ago, and it's actually now somewhat of a collector's item because I've looked it up before, and it goes for a pretty good price trying to find it online, but I no longer own that particular copy, because whenever I got the Arrow collection, I pretty much told myself, well, I have no need for this DVD collection anymore, and I gave my copy to Kid Kong, because he is also a big Gamera fan. And in that collection, I don't know if it was some sort of problem with that particular collection or if it was like as a whole or something like that but the Showa era films that were on there you could select either English or original Japanese and it would have subtitles for the Heisei era Gamera films there was no English audio option it was only in the original Japanese which I normally don't have a problem with that. That's how I prefer to watch them. Um, but the reason I know that there is no English audio for that particular collection was because the Japanese version did not even have subtitles. And so I watched um, Gamera, the Guardian of the Universe. Um, this has probably been about a decade ago, I would guess. And I watched the film entirely in Japanese with no subtitles and I had no idea what anybody was saying or anything like that so I just pretty much watched the film and was like I have no idea what's going on and, <laughs> but um with the Arrow uh video collection that I have 
it does have English subtitles, so I was able to watch the film for the first time uh, prior to recording this episode with the English subtitles so that I could actually know what the dialogue was and what everybody was talking about with the film. Um, now, you know, I've talked before about how I didn't have a whole lot of experience or exposure to Gamera until well later in life, just simply because of where I live and the type of stores and things like that around here. Gamera stuff just was not easily accessible other than ordering it online. And I never really went out of my way to order it online. So that collection that I got from Walmart years ago, that's where I got to see a, a bunch of the Gamera films for the first time. And there were a few that I hadn't seen at all until I started covering them with the Arrow collection that I now own. And this one, it, it had been a good while since I've seen it. I hadn't seen it since that initial time that I watched it and there was no English subtitles. So I've never really known what the dialogue was for this film. So I watched it today and this was the first time in, like I said, about a decade that I've seen the movie. And I had a much more enjoyable experience this time around actually being able to... uh read the subtitles and know what the dialogue was and all of that kind of stuff, but holy mackerel. Did I forget how... pretty much how good this movie was. And the cinematography stands out to me more than anything else. Just the, the fantastic shots that the crew were able to get with this film. And I will go more into that uh, in the episode, but... Yeah, I, I had a very good time watching this film, and yeah, um, if if I do decide to do that thing that I talked about doing, about um, recording an episode while the movie is on and giving my commentary and stuff like that, so eventually you guys would be able to start the podcast episode and watch the movie along with me and hear basically what I'm, what my thoughts and feelings are on all of the, uh, scenes and what's playing out and all of that kind of stuff. I'm definitely going to do this one because I, I definitely want to, want to give my thoughts on individual scenes and stuff like that. So, all right, guys, um, don't, don't really have a whole lot of information about the movie. Unfortunately, there wasn't a whole lot of production stuff out there. There was a featurette um, on the Blu-ray, which was a behind-the-scenes making of, but it was really just a collection of interviews, and, you know, I got to see a few things, like, behind the scenes, didn't really get to see, like, how they built the suits or anything like that, so I don't really have a whole lot of suit talk to talk about here on this episode, but I do, I do have a few things to say about, like, some of the suits and props and stuff like that. So a lot of the information that I'm going to be sharing is just things that I observed from that featurette, as well as just what I could find online prior to actually, uh, you know, coming up with the notes and all of that for this film. So again, Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, came out in 1995. This was the ninth film in the overall Gamera franchise, and this was a reboot of the franchise and the first entry of the Heisei era of Gamera films. 
This film was meant to be released on the 30th anniversary of Gamera because the original film came out in 1965. So <clears throat> they wanted to make this a big deal. 30th anniversary, they wanted this film to be a spectacle. Uh, let's be honest, by the time this film came out, Gamera was pretty much known as a joke in the eyes of many uh, kaiju fans. Like, nobody really took him seriously. Nobody really took his films seriously. It had gone well beyond the point of the films being aimed directly at children. And it was just... Th this movie was long overdue to really put Gamera back on the map. And a lot of people don't put a lot of weight, you know, like, I mean, they, they watch the Heisei era of Gamera films, but they don't give them the credit that they really deserve that these films pretty much made Gamera relevant again, and they have kept him relevant ever since. Um, the last Gamera film that we got was in 2006, with Gamera the Brave, and of the Heisei era, it's another reboot of the franchise, but of the Heisei era, it is considered to be the weakest entry in the Heisei era, just the four films of Gamera, and we did not get anything else Gamera-related on screen until 2015, whenever it was like a nine-minute short video was made. I believe it was like nine minutes long. Very, very, very good short film. I definitely recommend it if you want to check it out. If you guys haven't seen it yet, just type in like Gamera short film uh, 2015 on Google or YouTube or whatever, and it'll pop up, and it's pretty cool. I think I think uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you would really, really, really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, the Heisei era of Gamera films really put Gamera back on the map. And reminded fans that there's more kaiju out there other than Godzilla. Other than Big G himself. And I'm not going to lie. And this might be an unpopular opinion. And the G fans are probably going to be picking up pitchforks wanting to come at me for saying this. I've seen all of the Heisei era Godzilla films numerous times. Like a good deal amount of times. And I will say that this Gamera film. Because it's been a good while since I've seen the other two, so I really can't weigh in on my feelings on those uh, for for right now. But since this one is so fresh in my mind, and some of the other Heisei-era uh, Godzilla films are fresh in my mind because I've covered episodes of them, and I've also just seen them more and have, the, have them more memorized in my brain, this Gamera film is better than all of the Heisei-era Godzilla films. I, I, I don't care what anybody has to say about it. That That's fully my opinion. That this Gamera film is better than all of the Heisei-era Godzilla films. And I've got no problem saying that it is one of the best kaiju films ever made. Um, I, <laughs> I really can't express in words how much I really, really, really enjoyed this film. Now, the director of the movie was, again, as always, forgive me if I butcher these uh, these Japanese names. You guys know I have a problem with uh, pronouncing uh, foreign names and things like that. The director of this film was Shusuke 
Kaneko. Kaneko. We'll go with that. Kaneko. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because I've already briefly talked about him before in another movie that I have already covered. He did direct a Godzilla film, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. And I couldn't really find any other sources for this other than just reading around in like some comment sections on a few forums and things like that. So take this with a grain of salt. But I've heard that he actually petitioned to want to direct one of the Godzilla Heisei era entries. But Toho rejected his ideas that he wanted to do. And then Daie reached out to him and was basically like, well, if they won't take you, we'll take you. We're planning on doing something for the 30th anniversary of Gamera, and we would really like for you to, to helm this. And so he said yes. Again, I could not find anything anything official actually verifying that. So take that with a grain of salt, if you will. Um, one of the most well-known villains in the Gamera franchise has been reintroduced to this movie, and that is... Gyos. Gyos is probably Gamera's most well-known villain that he goes up against. You know, Godzilla has King Ghidorah, and a lot of people would also say Mothra, and that that's pretty much Big G's main rivals, that whenever people think about Godzilla's top guys that he battles and all of that, King Ghidorah, 99.9% .9 of the time is number one on people's lists, and then after that would be Mothra. And here recently, because of the new movie, a lot of people would also immediately think of Kong. Well, if those monsters are considered by many to be big Gs, like main villains, his main rivals, and things like that, Gyos is easily considered to be Gamera's like, main guy that he goes up against. And I say guy... Um, Gyos is technically female in this movie, and uh, he was, she was played by Yumi Kaniyama, and this was the first time that a female, that an actress, was given the opportunity to play a kaiju. Like, it had always been played by men, and... Gyos, they wanted Gyos to be thinner, they wanted Gyos to be very slim, and she had the right type of body for what they were going with, so they asked her to try on the suit and basically be like, let's see what you can do, and she actually ended up getting the role. And so that was that was pretty cool. Um, as for Gyos, I don't have any details on like the materials and things like that that the suit was made out of, but there were three different props that were made for Gyos. Um, obviously, the three smaller ones, whenever Gyos first arrives, it's very, very small before it starts growing and only one of them is left and it becomes Super Gyos. But there were three props that were made and those props were used for the three smaller Gyos that are very early on in the film. Uh, there were two suits that were actually made for the film. 
One of them was used for action scenes like fighting and all of that stuff. And the other one was used for close-ups and all of that. And just throughout the film, you can pretty much tell whenever you watch a lot of these classic kaiju films. After a while, you get to a point where you can tell, okay, that's a prop or that's a, somebody in a suit or that's just a hand puppet, you know, or something like that. And you can tell, I wasn't able to find anything official, but you can tell that there are scenes where it was just a hand puppet that was used for the head of Jaios, like whenever uh, it's eating and things like that. So I, I imagine there were also hand puppets that were made to represent Jaios. And if you've seen the film, if you're familiar with the film, everybody remembers whenever the big showdown is finally about to happen, the climactic battle between Gamera and Jaios, that there's a zoom in on the street from the perspective of the camera, and you see Jaios's feet like land down in front of it and everything. That actually was not any kind of, that wasn't like a singular prop, nor was it anyone in a suit or anything that was literally just two Jaios feet that were attached to the end of pipes and someone just put them down and was like holding one in each hand and slammed them down and then was mimicking walking and all of that. So whenever you see that, there's um there's a guy that's right there on his knees <laughs> like uh, with two feet inside of pipes and he's uh, just controlling the pipes with his hands. Now, as far as the Gamera design for this movie goes, you can tell that he's updated. You can definitely tell that he's updated. But he, relatively, he looks about the same. Like, he looks a tad bit more menacing. He doesn't look quite as goofy or quite as child-friendly as he did throughout the vast majority of the Showa era. But, uh, for the most part, he pretty much looks the same. And, unfortunately, that's all I've got to say about his, uh about his suits or anything, because I could not find any other information about, like, what materials were made, what how many props there were that were made, if there was a, um, a close-up suit or an action suit or anything like that. Uh, about the only tidbit of information that I can give you is that the suit actor exited through the back, entered and exited through the back of the suit, like, through the shell. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for uh, Gamera. Now, many of the shots, I talked about the cinematography towards the beginning of the episode. Many of the shots of this film, according to the featurette and from the director himself, they wanted to shoot the majority of this film to where whenever you would see the kaiju, it would be at an angle to where it was like it was through the perspective of a human. And that's what he wanted. He wanted to give the monsters a sense of being grand and large and all of that. And so he wanted to shoot the film as if just about every single time we see the kaiju, as, as if we're looking through the eyes of a spectator that was actually watching this battle. And they actually did a very good job of it. Um, the cinematography is amazing for this movie. The special effects are amazing for this movie. Like, it... And to me, other than Gamera the Brave of, like, the Heisei trilogy, this is the weakest of the trilogy. And it... it 
blows a lot of the Heisei Godzilla films out of the water, in my opinion. And they did so with a much smaller budget, and they did so with a much smaller production time. So that should just let you know how hard they put effort into this movie to try and put Gamera back on the map. Um, one thing that was different about this film that they deviated away from that had been very, very present in the Showa era is they decided to aim the film more at adults slash young adults. They did not really want to aim this towards children. So there's a little bit, <clears throat> it's a little bit more adult themed. There are a decent number of cuss words and things like that in the film. Um, for you dog lovers out there, uh, Jaios, one of the Jaios, uh, takes a dog. We do not see the dog get eaten on screen, but we, we pretty much know that that's what happened because one minute it's standing there like tied up on the end of a chain barking. We see a Jaios coming, the camera zooms in on the dog, and then all of a sudden the chain goes taut and then rips off of the pillar that it was tied to, and then there's no more dog. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what happened there. Jaios ate the dog. Not exactly child-friendly to have something like that in a kid's movie. Um, another thing is there was a scene where Jaios is eating once again, and you can hear some horses neighing in the background, and then you see the prop of Jaios, like its head pop up, and it has a horse, it was a toy horse, for the sake of making the movie, but it has a horse in his mouth and it's eating the horse. Again, not exactly child-friendly. So, uh, yeah, they, they definitely moved away from this film being aimed towards children, and the director of many of the Showa-era um, Gamera films was not very thrilled about that, from what I've heard, because he felt that Gamera had fully become like this champion of the children and children loved him and all of that kind of stuff and to deviate away from being aimed at children and being more aimed at adults and everything he wasn't very thrilled with it but part of the reason why they moved away from that was because the current director of this movie he never cared for the Showa era Gamera films did not go see them in theaters he was not interested. He said even as a child, he felt they were too childish and too goofy. And he did not like the fact that a lot of them featured children protagonists. And so he wanted to deviate away from that and make this more adult and make it to where more people could enjoy this other than just kids and all of that kind of stuff. So that's why the movie ended up going the direction that it did. Um... Just a few scenes I'm going to break down that I saw in the featurette. Um, whenever Jaios pretty much comes to Tokyo, destroys Tokyo Tower, gets on top of the tower and is laying eggs and all of that kind of stuff, the filming of the tower actually being knocked down was pretty difficult from what I gather. It took so much to actually, like if they messed up the shot and they would have to rebuild the tower and all of that kind of stuff, it took them three days to actually get the right shot that they wanted because whenever they would like hit the explosion, 
the tower wouldn't fall correctly or it wouldn't fall at all and it would just slowly kind of slump over or something like that and they would have to completely rebuild it again and they could only shoot it once a day so whenever you watch the movie and you see the tokyo tower actually falling over that was on the third day of them trying to get a shot and it was the third time that they blew up that tower trying to get the perfect shot now whether we actually got 100% of the footage from that third day and the final explosion, or if it was just multiple explosions or multiple scenes from some of the other days spliced in, who really knows? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I'm just not entirely sure. Um, the end, and probably the best shot of the entire film, is whenever, well, one... Whenever Gamera crash lands uh, by the, new, I guess it's a nuclear factory, and we see that magnificent explosion. Like, that was just fantastic. It's one of the best special effects I've ever seen in a kaiju film. It, it looked so grand and fantastic. And then there's another part whenever uh, Gamera actually blows up Gyros' head and Gyrus falls down, and there's another explosion and all that. They actually got that as well. They had already set a pretty good chunk of the set on fire prior to filming the explosion, and the moment they do the explosion, they, they run up onto the stage with fire extinguishers and douse the flames. They immediately ran over to the Gamera suit actor to make sure he was okay and all of that kind of stuff. It was a fantastic shot. Like, ah, man, it was awesome. So the overall reception of this film was pretty well universally positive. Like, whenever it came out, you know, a lot of times when it came to Gamera films as well as even, oh, like Godzilla films of the Showa era, Heisei era, the vast majority, they'll hit off pretty good in Japan, but they don't hit off very well in other markets. Like, critics will usually be pretty harsh to it. This film is one of the very rare occasions where the film was very successful in Japan, and it was also very successful in other markets, specifically in the West here in the States. Like, critics talked very, very positively about it and basically was like, it's a great kaiju film. Um, yeah, it, it was received very, very well, and because of the overall good reception, it ended up getting two sequels, and then there was another reboot in 2006, like I talked about earlier. So, all right, guys, that pretty much does it for Gamera Guardian of the Universe. I genuinely wish I had more information to share, but um, I just don't. I, could, I couldn't find a whole lot out there about this movie and all of that, and there's, there's a number of movies that obviously I wasn't able to talk about in as good of detail as I wanted to, and... There are some movies that I have found out more information on, and I'm getting to the point of one day doing those episodes again, like a re-record, but call it, like, if I ever do one for this one, if I find out more information, for example, it would be called Gamera Guardian of the Universe Revisited, or something like that. So, again, that's, that's pretty much all I've got for Gamera Guardian of the Universe. Uh, very, very enjoyable film. I think it's a very strong film. Um, there's a reason it's a fan favorite amongst kaiju, uh, kaiju fans, 
and I might be alone in thinking this, but yeah, I absolutely believe that it is, this is a better, stronger film than any of the Heisei Godzilla films. And yeah, can't, can't wait to get to some of the other, uh, the other two Heisei era films in this trilogy, and then eventually to Gamera the Brave. So, all right, guys, um, next week, either Saturday or Friday, you know, depending on which, uh, which day I'm going to be working, um, I'm going to be doing the Netflix film that I have nothing but positive things to say about, and it is the animated film The Sea Beast, which I have pretty much called whenever I was first watching it and I was uh, telling Kid Kong about it, and I pretty much told him, I was like, like, I love this movie. It's a great movie. Uh, he has a young daughter. I said, you need to show it to her. I think she would really like it. And the best way that I knew how to describe it to him was, I said, this is basically how to train your dragon meets Moby Dick. And that that's the best way that I can describe the film. And I can't wait to talk about it. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot of stuff production-wise because it is an animated film, so it is hard to talk about uh, a lot of production stuff when it comes to animated films. So this will definitely be more of a review of me talking about the film and talking about the different monsters that are in the film and all of that. But yeah, can't wait to get to it. Again, it is on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it yet, just hop on the Netflix and go check it out. Again, it is called The Sea Beast. So I hope you guys enjoy it if y'all go check it out. So, all right, guys. Thank you all so much. Check me out on all of my social medias on Facebook. I'm Kaiju Carnage, a Godzilla slash King Kong podcast. And I have a Godzilla Ultima fan page. And then on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, I am Cal, the Kaiju guy. So, all right, guys. Again, thank you very much. Thanks for all the love and support. You guys are the best. I love each and every one of you. Uh, next week will be the Sea Beast. We will catch y'all then. This was Gamera, the Guardian of the Universe. I hope y'all enjoyed it. We'll catch y'all next time. This is Cal the Kaiju Guy, signing out.